Turn our Bibles to Psalm 32 and we read the whole Psalm, verses 1 to 11. Psalm 32, verses 1 to 11. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit um, is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds a man who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. This is a psalm, um, which is a song of uh, redemption. Uh, you know, demonstrating or showing the power of redemption. This is a psalm of David. This is a psalm that shows how uh, when one who is once in sin uh, is redeemed, is restored, is transformed, is changed, his heart is changed, his mind is changed. The person's life is transformed and when they give their life to God, what happens? How their life is so blessed, how their life is so... Um, um, uh, is so meaningful, how their life becomes very fruitful, uh, really worthwhile. Life has value uh, for the one who is saved, who is redeemed. And uh, it's so beautiful that uh, Psalmist King David is uh, speaking of a redemptive uh, theme of redemption. Um, even though, I mean, this is far uh, earlier to the time of Christ and to the work of redemption that Jesus did on the cross. But yet you see him uh, speaking very much, um, uh, you know, like a New Testament believer. You see him speaking so much like a New Testament believer. And um, that's why we can't have this dichotomy of Old Testament and New Testament and there's some a big separation there. Uh, because it's one long story. And as it is one long story, uh, the work of redemption of God and the... Um, uh, the, the theme of redemption, the truth of redemption, the work of redemption. Uh, when we talk about the word redemption, it's being redeemed from sin, the consequences of sin. Um, that you see that theme running through all of scripture. In fact, the whole Bible is a story of uh, the fall of man and man being redeemed from sin. That's the big theme of the whole of the word of God. And so here you see... Um, Psalmist King David in verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is a man whose sins the Lord, sin the Lord does not count against him, in whose spirit is no deceit. He talks about uh, forgiveness. He talks about how um, the sin of those who have been redeemed are not counted against them. And then he talks about how uh, he was when he did not confess his sin, when, while he had not repented. 
and he says when i kept silent verse 3 uh, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night your hand was heavy upon me my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer you see him you know how he was in a lost condition how he his energy was depleted he was uh, dry he was empty like in summer uh, in the heat of summer you know uh, talking about summer we all know what summer is like uh, um, you know in chennai and in india uh, we all know summer very well uh, in some places summer is like uh, uh, you know -1 or 1 uh, or 3 degrees that's summer for some people in some nations um, and, and winter is like minus 40 <laughs> in some nations but you know what is summer heat of summer this heat of summer in chennai is like 40 42 degrees and you go to um, you know the eastern side uh, even more you know andhra pradesh and orissa uh you you see pictures of uh, dry ground uh, you know about 90 kilometers from bubaneswar uh, ground all broken up you know have you did you uh, did you see the pictures on the newspaper you, know, you see how uh, you know it's so hot and i heard from uh, auntie from vizag she said um, you know the rail tracks are melting in vizag already uh, can you imagine that's a very hard steel where trains uh you know locomotives run and um, steel is melting you know that's really really hot and and nobody is able to withstand it even if you are uh you know sitting in a air conditioned room or uh, you having all the uh, you know good stuff to be hydrated well and all of that and by the way during the summer time keep yourself hydrated well uh you know with buttermilk and uh, tender coconut and uh, and all of that you know keep yourself cool it's good for us um probably we should have a session with the doctor uh, come teach us how to keep ourselves well uh, during this season what we should eat and what we shouldn't be eating amen and if you are here like at a time of love feast and um with the vbs uh, you definitely are going to have a hard time uh, going to have uh, give your stomach some extra work to do uh, some digestive uh, work you will need more digestive enzymes working um and so heat of summer we are all very familiar with it energy is sapped you feel so tired right in the morning even if you have a wash you still uh, sweating like a pig you know uh, it it's so hard you know uh, the summer time uh, you know we are uh, all perspiring and uh, and 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 many of us you know uh, in the city if you see pe- people people's faces are so pale so dry uh, so dull eyes are drooping and uh, everybody feels so tired and weak and sleepy and even this morning many of us are uh, as well and i pray that the resurrection power of the spirit will just resurrect us out of all of that um the point is that while he was in sin while he was uh, in guilt while he was in shame while he had not yet repented he was full of it it was like the heat of summer we know where life was so miserable where his energy had been sapped he was uh, so weak depleted of all his strength and uh, god's hand was heavy 
the conviction was very strong when it says the hand of the lord was heavy on me the conviction was very strong you know the the lord was convicting him strongly and uh, he couldn't escape from it and sometimes we try to escape from the conviction we try to hide we try to cover we try uh, uh, it's very hard to confess uh, that we are wrong that we have sinned that we have uh, presumptuously done a sin uh, it's very difficult to confess that it's very difficult to come to terms with that and so sometimes we um, uh, avoid confessing repent, repenting but then he couldn't hold back and then verse 5 we see that he confesses his sins and um, he didn't cover up his iniquity and then so you see the whole uh, emphasis here is on redemption and um, the one thing amazing thing in verses 1 and 2 uh, we read about redemption the restoration uh, of our lives is that uh, where the sins are forgiven transgressions are forgiven and sins are covered that man is blessed the bible says blessed is a man whose sin the lord does not count against him we are blessed if god is not counting our sin against us we are blessed if we are forgiven we are blessed uh, in other words uh, to um, explain the word blessed it probably could be said happy is the man you know blessed the the best thing or the first thing that happens to a person who's forgiven is that person is released from that grief from that sadness from uh being guilty from being ashamed of the sin the first thing that happens is peace just happiness inside there's a happy is the man one who is forgiven uh the one who didn't cover up his sins but confessed his sins Uh, a truthful confession really will release someone uh, into move someone into a face of blessing uh, if we really have to be blessed we have to be uh, restored redeemed and when and we are all restored redeemed of the lord and um, of course we are also in the process of being redeemed we are forgiven of our sins yes he has forgiven us since god uh, loves us god died jesus died on the cross for us we confessed our sin he has redeemed us but also he's a god who forgives us uh, every time we falter we fall he forgives us uh, while we still live and remain in our flesh uh, and in this fallen world many many times we fall into sin many times we yield to our human weaknesses many times we yield ourselves to sin and and not uh, presumptuously but uh, out of weakness not uh, you know deliberately but at a moment of weakness we commit a sin and when we come to him uh, as 1 john 1:9 says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2 of 1 john says that we have an advocate with the father if we sin we have an advocate with the father who speaks for us and so while we as believers also do uh, commit sin at at certain times uh, in, uh, you know not ne- not intentionally but unintentionally uh not deliberately presumptuously purposefully but out of our human weakness sometimes we fall we fail we we fall short of god's standards and his expectations and his word and when we confess we are we are restored back brought back to a state of innocence sin is forgiven we are covered not it's not counted against us it's important that we receive that forgiveness many times many people repent and confess of their sins but never receive forgiveness it's important that we don't just repent and confess but we also gladly receive god's forgiveness and take it by faith amen it takes faith to be forgiven it takes faith to be, receive the forgiveness 
and to forgive ourselves some people are forgiven by god a long time ago when they confessed and repented of their sins but they never forgive themselves they never forgive themselves they constantly live with the spirit of self condemnation it's important that we don't have to carry a spirit of self condemnation for the sins that we've confessed repented and which we do not follow and we do not do again amen things that we are left behind we don't have to be condemning ourselves about it we don't have to be repeating those things replaying them in our minds and being condemning ourselves uh, but we can be free from condemnation because we have not covered up our sin if we have clearly you know confessed our sins to the lord and we have not covered them we are blessed hallelujah happy is the man happy is the condition of the state of mind happy are the prospects of those whose sins are forgiven blessed is a man means from now on because the sins are forgiven because the person's sins are covered because god does not count his sin against him from now on he's blessed hallelujah happy are the prospects blessed are the prospects the future of the man whose sins have been forgiven and covered and where the lord does not hold the sin count as a sin against him and in whose spirit is no deceit that says in verse number 2 where uh, the person has not been deceitful and covering his sin but yet like uh, it says in proverbs 28:13 you know where we um, we do not cover our sins uh, you know it's important we read that verse if you don't know that verse it's good to read it and know it well these are some key scripture verses that unlock some biblical truth that are so powerful for our lives that will keep us free proverbs 28 and verse 13 he who conceals his sins does not prosper 28 13 he who conceals his sins does not prosper but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy not just confession but confess and forsake renounce not go back and do it again not do them again confess his sins and and renounce them finds mercy hallelujah when god has been merciful to forgive us we don't have to be punishing ourselves or beating ourselves down or feeling guilty about the sins of the past many of times we may, many times we make big mistakes in our lives in time and and many times we've done them out of ignorance also because we didn't know god's word properly we were not led by the spirit of god sometimes we've not yielded to the lord enough at that time we didn't pray about it or we didn't uh, we didn't think about what we were doing in our lives and we just made some rash decisions and sometimes sins of the past um you know we can keep grieving over them we can keep pondering over them and uh, uh but but once you confessed once you repented once you asked god to forgive forgive you for going your own way for doing your own thing you once you ask god he forgives you hallelujah praise the lord as long as there's no deceit in us in terms of covering our sin and not confessing and not repenting or justifying ourselves as long as we are not doing that that's the deceit it's referring to here here in 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 psalms 32 and verse number 2 blessed is the man who sins the lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit now it doesn't mean that the one who when it says in spirit in whose spirit is no deceit doesn't mean about the one who never committed sin of course he's talking about confession of sin for obviously he has committed a sin but when it refers to in the one who there's no deceit it means where the one who is not covered up the one who is not justified the one who is not uh, uh, you know who is not uh, unrepentful the one who is you know the one who is truly without deceit is the one who has confessed who has repented who has changed who has been transformed who has committed their life 
to Christ and such a person is blessed. Happy is the man who has done that. Happy are the prospects of the man who has done that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You need to really receive that restoration again back into your life that you've been restored. You've been redeemed. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the power of redemption that brings restoration. The power of redemption is not just about dealing with sin and forgiving sins. But the power of redemption is that it brings us back, restores us to further better good prospects in life. Amen. It opens a door for blessing. Blessed is a man. Opens a door for good prospects for the future. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, but when he was silent, he talks about that in verse 3 to 5. We 3 to 5 talks about his reconciliation, the struggle to reconcile and then the reconciliation. You know, sometimes it happens. It's a struggle to confess. It's a struggle to overcome. It's a struggle to deal with it. It's a struggle to let go of certain bad practices, habits, nature. It's a struggle. But when the Holy Spirit is convicting, when the, when the Lord is showing us where we are wrong, it's important that we somehow face it. It's, some, it's important that we somehow come into an accountable relationship with somebody or do something where we will be uh, confronted of our sin, where we will keep ourselves vulnerable for somebody to question us, challenge us, you know, about the things that we are doing wrong. You know, sometimes we can be doing wrong and we can go into a shell and we could never be telling, we will never tell anybody and we will never confess or repent also. If we let them go unconfessed, those are harmful things for us. Those are not good. Those will, those will keep the blessing away. Those will stop the blessing. That will stop the good prospects for our future. And so it's important, even as David struggled with reconciliation, reconciling with God, you know, sometimes we, rec- we, we also struggle with it. But you see one thing, as I talked about already in verse number four, when he was silent, what happened was, uh, verse three, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day down. You know, there was no peace, there was groaning, there was, uh, it was tormenting. You know, there was no peace of mind. There was no real, until a person really comes in peace with God concerning every matter in their life, they will really not be peaceful in their life. Let me repeat that. Unless a person comes to be at peace with God concerning every matter in their life, they will never be at peace in their life. Their peace will only be in pieces. You know, it's important that we come to peace with God, come to terms with God, you know, deal with every area of life, wherever we've gone wrong. You know, in nine out of ten things concerning our life, we could be right. We could be at peace with God, but there could be one thing where we may not be at peace with God. One wrongdoing, one thing where we have compromised, or one thing which has displeased God. If there's one thing that is still lingering, one thing that we've all, we've kind of given our heart to, given our mind to, if there's a double mind about one thing, we will not be at peace with God. If we are not at peace with God about that matter, we will not be at peace at all. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away throughout, through my groaning all day long. Um, so there's constant peacelessness, restlessness, tormentation. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. There was a strong conviction coming upon him. And his strength was sapped like in the heat of summer. Verse number four. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. You see, that's what happens. While, 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 as long as we are not dealing with our sin, as long as we are not confessing. You know, one thing great about David was that he was quick to repent. 
he was quick to repent the moment prophet nathan came and confronted him immediately he repented he didn't justify himself he didn't say oh that woman was you know was the one who did wrong she only started it all you know uh, why was she bathing in public like this you know where she uh, where it was visible for somebody from the rooftop to be seeing her you know she didn't put the blame on her he was she was not, he was not trying to justify himself but he ca- came before god immediately before prophet nathan and unashamedly unashamedly repented publicly to the extent everybody knew that because of this sin the king is repenting he was sitting in sackcloth and ashes and he refused to eat and everybody in the palace and all of the kingdom knew that the king is repenting hallelujah never be ashamed to say i'm sorry never be ashamed to say i'm sorry in public never be ashamed to be repentful in public in front of people never be ashamed to say i've done wrong amen sometimes we could uh, say sorry in front of closed doors but be very difficult to say sorry in public never it mean very difficult to say sorry to a team that you are leading it might be at office maybe you you said something or you did something that was wrong it might be very difficult when you are the boss to say sorry to a subordinates it might be very very difficult but you know so that's where the struggle is if we never do that we will never be able to be free there'll be groaning all day long and our strength will be sapped emotionally psychologically spiritually we get depleted but you know where in this sum i find it's amazing from being depleted like this in chapter in verses 3 and 4 he comes to a point in verse number 7 uh, sorry verse number 8 he comes to a point in verse number 8 where he comes from being depleted he he's replenished in verse 8 to the extent where he says i will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go i will counsel you and watch you watch over you many people have claimed this promise as a word from god nothing wrong about it but here david is saying that to his friends to those whom he is writing he says i'm going to teach you in the way you should go i'm going to counsel you i'm going to lead you he's been replenished so much that he's able to do you know he's going to be resourceful to people you get that if you read the whole psalm together you will understand what i'm talking about as we go on you'll understand better he was depleted the point is in verse 3 to 5 you know he was his strength was gone he was struggling he was battling unable wrestling with confession wrestling with repentance wrestling with the reconciliation wrestling somehow trying you know fighting it hard it's important we reconcile it's important that we reconcile with god concerning every matter about which has gone wrong in our life where we've gone wrong we got to reconcile with god we got to reconcile with one another also you know those to whom you wrong go ask for forgiveness and say sorry i've wronged you i've spoken wrong things about you you know uh, say sorry it's important that we do that you know when the moment we are convicted the moment the holy spirit convicts us and definitely the spirit of god will convict amen hallelujah and even more especially if you come to ac ananagar church holy spirit will convict you know and so when god convicts us at any point of time um it's important that we respond quickly like david it's important we do that because as long as we are keeping that unconfessed as long as we have not reconciled with god or reconciled with somebody as long as we have not uh, asked god to forgive us unless we acknowledge our sin and if, without covering up our iniquity we don't do that the guilt remains the tormentation remains the depletion remains the emptiness remains the dryness remains 
you know that remains in the spirit deep inside in our hearts we will never be at peace with god we will never be at peace with ourselves it's important that we reconcile then comes you know then comes uh, real change then comes that's the beginning of real change that's the beginning of real transformation verse 6 to 7 you find therefore let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found surely when the mighty waters rise they will not reach him you are my hiding place you will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance this is his recommendation first verses 1 and 2 we looked at his restoration 3 to 5 we looked at his reconciliation 6 and 7 his recommendation he's telling everyone who is godly who is repentful who is you know who wants to repent who who wants to be quick to pray hey pray now this is the time to pray for god will hear you pray while you may he may be found he's calling people to 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 turn to god to be reconciled because he has found the difference because he is now experienced that he after f- being restored after reconciling with god now he has experienced that there's been a brand new opening for him now he's blessed new prospects for him are opening up you know when we talk about prospects is not just about a job is not just about some money but it's just about moving into another realm of blessedness happy is the man who is found come into this you know realm of new prospects because until sin is there sin becomes a wall between us and god but now that we have confessed sin repented of us and reconciled been restored we moved into new prospects into life in the li- in our lives hallelujah amen praise the lord that opens a door for a blessed life and because that has happened he wants to recommend that for everybody hallelujah and i want to give you a strong recommendation this morning i want to give you a strong recommendation that everyone who's godly pray to him while he may be found amen well everyone who is experienced repentance everyone who has experienced restoration reconciliation pray to him and if you've not yet experienced that in some area if if you're still holding back i recommend strongly that you would come into restoration through reconciling with god hallelujah come and be restored and launch into a, a, a new level of blessing to be to to be to enter into a blessedness a positioning yourself into blessedness where god can bless you where you can be in a position where god can richly bless you and how can you move into that while he's he's recommending that and it's important that we do that because there are many many people who are hindered in their lives many people are struggling in their lives many people are 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 facing problems and needs in their lives their lives need to be restored they need to be reconciled with god they need to reconcile with one another if they will just do that they will move into another level of blessedness they'll move into new prospects in their lives hallelujah but they have not done that and so it's important that we also take this message of reconciliation and recommend people call people to turn to god would you read with me in second corinthians in chapter number 5 second corinthians chapter number 5 verse 16 onward so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view second corinthians 5:16 Though we once regarded Christ in this way we do so no longer therefore verse 17 if anyone is in Christ is a new creation the old is gone new has come all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation yes God reconciled us through Christ do we understand that God reconciled us through Jesus Jesus died on the cross for our sins 
and made the way for us to come back into a relationship with him because of sin our relationship with god was broken the relationship for all of mankind with god was broken but jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins so that the relationship that was broken with god could be restored back once again and so our relationship was reconciled back with god through what jesus did on the cross and now he has given us the ministry of reconciliation what is that that was 19 that god was reconciling the world to himself in christ not counting men's sins against them and he was and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation we are therefore christ's ambassadors as though god were making his appeal through us we are christ's ambassadors as if god is making his appeal to people through us now god is calling every man everywhere to follow him god is calling everywhere every man woman and child to be reconciled with him to come into a relationship with him so that they can be set free from sin by his forgiveness that he gives so that they can receive the gift of eternal life that even if they die they will be with jesus forever and ever and this is the message of reconciliation that god is speaking to his people and how is he doing that through you and me hallelujah we are calling people to be reconciled with god we are recommending people to follow jesus hallelujah that's a ministry that god has given to us and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation verse 20 we are therefore christ's ambassadors as the god were making his appeal through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god on behalf of christ we calling people be reconciled with god that's a ministry that god has given to everybody everybody who's been forgiven everybody who has received restoration everybody who's reconciled with god everybody who's experienced the power of redemption this power of redemption will not allow us to keep quiet if you say you've been redeemed but you are not calling people to reconcile with god your salvation is questionable the question we need to ask is were you saved properly in the first place that might be quite shocking this morning but if we are not having any desire to call people to follow god to call people to receive forgiveness to call people to reconciliation with god if that urge is not there if there's no there's no burden for the lost our salvation is questionable the question we need to ask is are we properly saved at the first place if you really been forgiven if you really been like a demon and now changed into an angel you will want every demon out there to become an angel like you hello any angels here amen hallelujah praise the lord if you are you've been wallowing in sin you've been you know tormented because of the uh, the consequence of sin you've been groaning in your sin you've been wandering in your life but now you found purpose you found reconciliation you found restoration in your life you've been redeemed you experience a power of redemption how can you keep quiet without calling people to be reconciled with god you will not be able to hold yourself back because you found the truth hallelujah hallelujah is that a genuine real urge deep inside how many of us have that you don't have to lift your hand i don't want to get people to lie in church sometimes 
Pentecostal churches, people have a habit of lifting their hands for everything. We don't have to. You can be honest with yourself. If you're really saved, you cannot but want others to be saved. Am I right? Those of you who are a better witness with me, in your spirit you will say amen to that. If you understand what I'm talking about, if you comprehend what I'm talking about, you know, if you've really been saved, you will want nobody to perish. Hallelujah. You will want nobody to perish. And so King David, you see, that's why I said it's, he, his psalm has such a New Testament theme. Right there back in Psalm 32. He's recommending people. Oh, call upon the name of the Lord while he may be found. Those of you who are godly who want to pray, pray now while he may be found. Why? So that you will escape destruction. Psalm 32, come back to 32. Surely when the verse 6, surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach you. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. A strong recommendation he's making and he's saying, turn to God. Follow him. Repent, be reconciled, be restored. If you do that, if you pray, you will escape trouble. You will escape destruction. He will be your hiding place. He will protect you in times of trouble. Hallelujah. That's the power of redemption. But now it's moving from depletion to replenishment. You see, at one time he was totally depleted, but now he's been replenished so much that he's offering recommendations. And from recommendation he moves into being resourceful. Verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. The horse is a wild being. Unless it's controlled, you know, uh, it, 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 will, it, will, it will just run here and there. You can't control it. It's an uncontrolled being. It's strong, it's powerful, it's wild, it's uncontrollable. But look at the mule. The mule is something which is, which is obstinate, which is unsubmissive, which is very stubborn. That's the nature of a mule. And so he talks about horse and a mule. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. You can't get it to where you are. You will have to put all of these and control it. That's when it won't, submiss, it won't submit by itself. It won't yield by itself. Do not be like that. Don't be unyielding. Don't be wild. Don't be uncontrollable. Don't be unsubmissive. That's what he's saying. I will instruct you, teach you in the way you should go. I'll counsel you and watch over you. He's now become so resourceful. that He's telling people how they ought to live. He will instruct them. He will teach them. Amen. From being depleted at one time, he's now become sourceful. He's now become fruitful. He's now become a person who has strength, who has wisdom. He has been replenished. He's become strong. And now he speaks with authority. He speaks with clarity. He gives counsel. Now he's becoming a trendsetter. He's telling people, follow me. Follow I will instruct you. I will teach you. I will counsel you. Amen. Hallelujah. He's become a protector of people's lives. 
He's become a sole caretaker. Not undertaker. Sole caretaker. Amen. There are many, many good sole undertakers in Christian churches these days. They are very familiar about burial grounds and cemeteries and procedures. And they'll do that very well. Undertakers. They'll be the pastoral committee. The committee will do the very important job of being an undertaker. But they will not be sole caretakers. It's more important to be a sole caretaker than an undertaker. Everybody will arrive at the scene. We don't know from where they will come. All kinds of power, people will come. They will show their power. At the time of the cemetery, in the burial, they'll show their power. They'll, they'll show they are bigger than others. They can get things done. They can get things moving. They are, they are soul undertakers. This is about being a soul caretaker. Hallelujah. Being resourceful. Being a soul caretaker. That woman who met Jesus by the well, who had five husbands and the one whom she was living with now was not her husband. One encounter with Jesus, one encounter with Jesus, a conversation with Jesus, it transformed her life. She experienced the power of redemption. From being totally depleted, she experienced replenishment so much that she moves into a level of blessedness. You see the brand new prospects of blessed life opens up for her. She goes back into Samaria and calls the whole town and says, I have seen the Messiah. And the whole town comes following an adulterous woman who now has become a soul caretaker. Who's become very resourceful. Hallelujah. Recommending people to Jesus. Recommending Jesus to people. Hallelujah. You see the power of redemption from complete depletion to replenishment. I pray this morning that if there's anybody who has been depleted, you've come depleted, you've come sapped of your strength, your wisdom, your understanding, your mind is blank. You know, sometimes it happens like that. Mind goes blank. Strength is gone, physically weak, emotionally depleted. We do not know what we are talking about. We don't even think what we say. We don't know how to respond. We don't know how to live. We don't know how to take a decision. We become so depleted that life becomes so monotonous, that life becomes so purposeless, that we've been completely depleted that we don't want to live anymore. You're in a state of depletion if you're at that point. But God is able to bring replenishment in your life and fill you back once again with everything of His, His wisdom, His strength, His power, His grace. And He's able to make you very resourceful. Hallelujah. Like that woman in a moment, after an encounter with Jesus, came back with the whole city following her. She was one of the powerful evangelists. For Jesus. Hallelujah. In a moment you can become a very powerful evangelist for Jesus. I'm not talking about the one with the visiting card who says evangelist so and so. Oftentimes they don't evangelize. They only preach in churches. 
but i'm talking about pointing people to jesus becoming very resourceful sharing strength sharing courage sharing wisdom speaking into people's lives telling them i will instruct you where you will have words of instructions to instruct people where you will teach people the way they should go where you can counsel them when you can admonish them when you can watch over their life where you can be their soul caretaker where you will keep them from falling where you guide their steps and watch over their lives and shine the light of the word of god into their lives where you could be very resourceful after being replenished is there anybody who says i want to be replenished this morning god will replenish you god will replenish you and then in verse 10 he's rejoicing hallelujah there's joy at the end of the story verse 11 rejoice in the lord and be glad you righteous sing all you who are upright in heart that's a song that comes from the depths of our being because you are now upright in heart Hallelujah because now you've been replenished because you now you become very resourceful There's a song of praise that flows out of your heart to thank God and say how my life has become so meaningful how my life has become so fruitful how my life has become so worth living Hallelujah praise the Lord Hallelujah where you see Ruth who wants a Moabitess a Moabite woman accepts god and says your people will be my people your god will be my god she tells her mother in law that and she accepts god into her lives and and after she did that after she accepted god in her life you know what happened and she came and been reconciled with god you see what happened her life which was depleted started becoming replenished there was a man who began to pour into her There's a man who began to pour love into her life. A man who began to pour things into her life. A man who began to pour grain into her life. A man who began to pour his own life for her. Hallelujah. God replenished her so abundantly that she became fruitful. She bore a child who became the grandfather of King David. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How God beautifully replenishes people's lives. which are once depleted your dryness will not remain your heat the heat of the summer which is beating heavily on you which right now feels like it's so burning that your strength has been sapped brother sister you can be replenished right now this morning you don't have to go home depleted you don't have to go home go home with your strength sapped you don't have to go home with every with a feeling of sense of loss of everything as if the whole world has crashed around you you can be replenished wonderfully and become very resourceful hallelujah god is replenishing you and res- making you a resourceful person where you can replenish other people's lives hallelujah praise the lord your emptiness leaves this morning there's an end to that emptiness there's an end to the end to the dryness this morning because there's a power of redemption at work in our lives there's a redeeming power at work in our lives god will redeem and make you very resourceful shall we bow our heads thank god and begin to rejoice in the presence of god asking david rejoice at the end of the story 
he rejoiced because god has made him resourceful replenished his life moved him from depletion because the power of redemption is real the power of redemption that worked in david's life it works in everybody's life the same god the same power that redeems that pulls us back that raises us up that same power that turns everything upside down that same power that rewrites our destiny is mightily at work in our midst this morning do you begin to pray if you have to be reconciling yourself with god would you reconcile there's one area that is still not yet reconciled would you reconcile there's one thing which you've still not yielded to god but you're holding back to your own will to your own desire would you let it go and commit it to god and be reconciled and restored to god and would you never be silent but be recommending people to god God is able to make you very fruitful, very resourceful. Where you can teach others, you can instruct others, you can counsel. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let everyone who is godly pray. Hallelujah. In the name of the living God. let the strength that has been sapped in the heat of the summer be restored back hallelujah wisdom strength and power wisdom and strength let everything that has been depleted everything that has been leaked everything lord that has gone everything that has failed lord god we pray we will experience a replenishment this morning an abundance of replenishment an abundance of replenishment to the extent we will become very resourceful lord not be depleted any more we pray there will be an end to the depletion there will be an end to the emptiness there will be an end to the dryness oh in everybody's life this morning let there be an end oh god hallelujah bring bring to an end every form everything that has caused emptiness everything that has caused dryness everything that has drained the people of their life their energy their mind their thoughts their new ideas we pray you launch them into new prospects in their lives blessed is a man move them lord into a blessedness a state of blessedness a state a position where they can always be blessed by you happy is the man who finds new prospects oh god oh for they shall find new prospects new prospects we pray they will move into a level of new prospects not to into a lord not continue to be depleted but into new prospects bless everyone bless we pray bless everyone bless everyone lord bless we give you all the glory in jesus precious name we pray amen praise god from whom all blessings Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with us, making us very resourceful until Jesus comes in his glory. God bless you. God be with you and keep you replenished and resourceful all through your life. God be with you.